All right, and welcome back. Welcome back to Greenbox Gaming Plays Delta Green Impossible Landscapes. My name is Joe. I will be your handler for this operation, and I'm joined by my good friends, uh, who none of which are here uh, on screen, but they're in the background doing other things. But I have these guys here uh, who include people like Brad playing Hank Ellis and, I guess, Dace playing Benji, and, I suppose, John playing Benedict. Weird energy for this intro. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling loved already. I think yeah. he's trying to distance he's, himself before he kills us off. The strange yeah. messing up, so... <laughs> yeah, you know, that's... It's just, I'm just, I'm lashing out. That's really what it is. It's you're just going that Twitch isn't prioritizing our show. You know, it's, that that's what it is. Insulting, honestly. Yeah. What if we got a cam girl on the stream? That oh. would change the dynamic. That's for sure. Um, I just spitballing. I, I don't know what else to say about that. It would definitely change <laughs> how things worked. Uh, not sure a, it's what we're going for. A cam animal, just like a dog somewhere. And that would no that would... doubt lead to some type of prosecution. Uh, I'm just talking about a dog on the camera, Joe. Jesus, I'm not talking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not that touching that with a ten foot stick. <laughs> yeah. How are you guys doing? Oh, good. Um, good. If y'all notice, my background is different yet again. I had to drive home for a wedding today. Yeah. It's uh, and it's, it, tapestry. I, it's not your wedding, right? That's uh, that, that was covered. Oh shit! Oh god! Yes. I gotta get off. Oh god! god. <laughs> uh, I got a lot of th thinking to do. Oh no! Uh, but I believe I do believe that our good friend Dace uh, seems to have something important he would like to talk about. Yeah. It was important enough for him to text me last night and say, yeah. hey, don't worry about the uh, the banter on the top side. I got this. You got it covered, got buddy. And, uh, this is and a I, soapbox. And I have not, I didn't check in ahead of time to see what it was, so I'm <laughs> on the edge of my seat. All right. <laughs> Cock and ball torture. All right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. No, I'm just right. kidding. I'm just um, into so, that. If y'all will recall, a few episodes ago, John sent my mom, Ellen, a link for our Twitch stream. And uh -huh. we didn't think she was going to listen. She okay. listened. Uh-oh. <laughs> and she's a fan. We got her, boys. Uh -oh. We got her. <laughs> we got her. <laughs> she uh, she went so far as to start back at uh, episode zero, and she's actually like going through and listening to everything and she's like a really keeping up with the plot and the character development there's a lot of stuff she doesn't understand but she's she's enjoying it you wow. know Dace, sometimes parents say things just to be nice like yeah <laughs> uh yeah that could be true she could be lying out her ass but um she said she sometimes she'll actually prioritize our podcast over the podcast she regularly listens to Call him out. Podcast war. Who is it? <laughs> but um she has some she has some notes for us. Oh god. And 
Ooh. I did not run this by her. Uh, hey, mom. Sorry, mom. <laughs> Wait, uh, are these sorry. are these actual notes? These are actual suggestions from yeah, your mother. Right All right. Um, <laughs> likes. She likes hearing the interactions of boys she used to make grilled cheese sandwiches for. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Another like. <laughs> she likes Brad's southern drawl when he remembers to do it. Yeah, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, she likes hearing a person as sweet as John be an asshole she likes okay. that you're breaking out of your archetype there oh man yeah uh, and she likes that she gets a glimpse of the man that Joe has grown to be wow um, I'm not dislikes. sure dislikes I don't okay. Joe talks too much Okay. <laughs> Fair. Joe talks too much. Uh, it seems like the key, he's the king of his own little fiefdom. <laughs> Dude, hot takes from Ellen. This, this doesn't sound like Ellen, but maybe <laughs> phrasing. I don't know. Another dislike. Hearing the party talk about what they want to do. She she mm. wants us to get our shit together and just push the story forward. She's frustrated. Mm -hmm. God. Uh, another dislike. She's all harsh but fair. She didn't like that Joe took away Brad's sons. She thought that was really mean. Um, <laughs> all right. I have to ask at some point in time, how many of these dislikes are genuinely from Ellen and how many are just from you? This is... I had a conversation <laughs> with her last night and after we got done okay. talking, I was like, I have to write this shit down Indeed. before I forget it. This is gold. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, and, um, hot takes from uh, from Ellen, man. Honorable, so honorable mention or honorable unmentioned. She didn't mention my performance as Benji whatsoever. Mm. Oh, which I think speaks okay. volumes. Yeah, it kind of it kind of says its own thing, doesn't it? Yep. But yeah. Yeah. Um, we got a fan. I don't think she subscribed to the Patreon, so. But <laughs> maybe once we implement the notes, she'll be more okay. receptive. Listen, we're gonna we're gonna so, get around to those notes, Ellen. <laughs> Dace, I don't know if you're planning to do a speech at the wedding today, but just read those notes. I think that'd be a great speech. Champagne glass, tink 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 tink. Speech, speech. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, well, so there's no better time to uh, to, Wait, to lean into those. What I would like to say once again, I love you, mom, and I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Wow, I feel like a, a lot of pressure now. I'm yeah, flustered. Got to get that gotta, roll down. I know. I got to. Better unfuck that draw. Talking about dildos Howdy. and howdy. Okay. Howdy. Okay, you're in the zone. Yeah. So there's no better time to implement those those changes uh, than than right now, uh, and unfortunately, I'm gonna have to start it with a recap, which is a lot of me talking. So I, I don't know. <laughs> Mom's out. She's out. She's out. And <laughs> we lost her. All right. So last time, guys, uh, we have moved on from 1995. We're in 2015, where the crew. Um, Hank, Benji, and Benedict have all been kind of, you know, spread over different parts of New York, you know, kind of living their lives, 
Uh, they met briefly back together in 2007 with their handler, Marcus, uh, basically being warned that there was some a schism being formed in the organization of Delta Green. But you guys haven't really seen each other until you receive these strange invitations. These invitations to a birthday party at a restaurant. Um, Benedict, uh, or should I say, not even Benedict, Jean, uh, as a, a human player, uh, actually was looking at the asset and said, hey, it looks like there's something behind that uh, invitation. And sure enough, in the game, there was. You guys pulled apart this invitation that you received to see that not only does it receive this strange handwriting um, like example, but also the seal of person, a demon that you guys had run into the same symbol, the same seal in 1995. The team uh, was a little more cautious going into uh, this operation, being like, man, we have got to get ready. Let's get a, uh, I think last episode I called it the bag of disappearing. It's like a, you know, it's like a, what were those those bags in Dungeons and Dragons where you put all your stuff in? A bag of holding? Bag of holding. It's like a bag of holding, except it's just meant to hold humans in small, confined spaces when you kidnap them, like a trunk. Uh, so you guys put together your, your kidnapping kit, your disappearing bag, and some more weapons, some more gear. Picked up your old uh, FBI credentials, even if they are 20 years old. A bunch of shotguns that you found in a strange bookstore back in 1995 and headed off to Boston. Pardon me. You guys met with... You guys scoped out the place. It seemed to be pretty chill. And you met with um, a... a um, Your briefing agent who identified himself as... Uh, let's see, what was... I've actually forgotten his name now. Uh, Barbus. Agent Exeter? Exeter, yes, that's right. Agent uh, Exeter. Um, and you guys had found out before that the... You guys had thought you were meeting with Marcus because you had seen that the uh, reservation for the room was made by someone under the name of Marvis. Marvis. You thought that was... I believe it was Benji who said... Oh, uh, I think this is Marcus's just shitty attempt at a pseudonym. Yeah. Uh, when you guys arrived and you made contact, you were told that there were several agents who have gone missing. Um, former Delta Green agents who are in a mental asylum or a mental hospital called Dorchester House in Boston. Um, you guys, you know, you were given a list of names. And you were told that if you find anything, any type of tome or book or anything that you are not to read it, that the individuals in this place have been uh, exposed to something and you are to report or destroy anything you find. And you were also given this strange, um, I guess, what was it? Like a strange poem that was written. I'm actually going to switch it over here to the... Uh, to our board, you guys were given this strange poem that included something that you had not seen for a while. Uh, this poem that was written in blood on the rooms of one of the missing people. Abigail Wright has gone to sea, crossed the waves to rescue me. In a ship both tall and fine, she rounds the corner, marking time. 
and you know you guys were all a bit shocked to see the name Abigail uh, mention of Abigail Wright from 1995 again um, but things seemed to be they weren't sitting very well with you guys this um, this agent Exeter this the way you were called back everything it didn't sit well and as you guys were getting ready to leave you were able to kind of at least mark this guy's um, you were able to mark this guy's um, you know like license play as he went and as you prepare to possibly go off to you know this Dorchester house and but I said things everything seemed to have a bit of a leave a weird taste in your guys mouth uh, that it seems that the years have made each of you a little more paranoid a little more uh, a little more likely to to doubt what the program is telling you to do or what Delta Green is telling you to do so at this point what do you do and keep in mind Ellen is watching and wants you to get on with the action that is that's what the people want <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we definitely have to go to Dorchester House at some point, but uh, did we decide to cooperate with Exeter? Like, have we made an, a decision about whether we're going to cooperate with the program? I don't think we should follow the plot. At all. Just me. <laughs> all right, let's go to an Arby's. Let's go get some Arby's, buddies. Well, how about we go to the Arby's? We go to... <laughs> Arby's is big back then, man. 2015. They got the meats. Yeah. <laughs> they got the meat. That's what they say. <laughs> All right, let's go to Arby's and then head to the uh, house, the insane asylum. Or what is is what is this uh, marketed as? What's it? It's just a Joe. You mean like Dorchester? Dorchester. Is it an insane asylum or is it like a rehabilitation center or what is it marketed as? Well, it sounds like you want to do some. Some information gathering. Oh. So what sounds what it sounds like to me. Let's go to Arby's, pick up some sandwiches, ask the cashier about it, and then head over there. Keep <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in mind, this is twenty fifteen. You do have smartphones and you know, and things like that. You know, it's we're not... old school. Yeah, Hank is old school. No, I don't know if you know Hank we are all seniors. Are <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. right. We have those do y'all remember those big phones that were marketed towards old people that just had like two buttons? Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what, that's we're what you guys have. Oh, and ke- and also speaking of phones, you guys were also given this sh- huge old '90s version satellite phone, and uh, you were told by Agent Exeter oh, yeah. that if you needed to contact uh, him or you needed to contact Delta Green, that that was how you should do it. Yeah, we okay. won't be contacting that sketchy MFR. So, yeah. All right, boys. As you all know, I'm a Southern Georgia man, and I'm speaking Southern Lehan. With my accent. <laughs> With my accent, and I think we should, uh, let's all hop in my van and uh, head over to Arby's and do some reconnaissance and then head over to Dorchester. Well, dang, Hank, you're sounding in top form. Did you get even more Southern? <laughs> no. I've all always right, sounded like this. <laughs> let's get the, the hell out of here. All right. All right. Um, I, I've 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 never eaten at an Arby's. 
I don't know what this peasant food. What is this peasantry? This will be a real treat for Benedict. Uh, if you can imagine roast beef, but fast food. <laughs> fast food, roast beef. <laughs> they, Doesn't that sound do good? Do they serve champagne? <laughs> they serve Sprite, which is almost as good as champagne. Oh, if you say so. Do they sell Coke products? I, I don't know. You guys okay. go to a freaking Arby's, all this right? This is Green, Joe. This is important. Details are important. <laughs> Not uh, this and detail. Here, look, they do serve Coke products, including nice. Sprite, Coca-Cola. Uh, and please, please stop. Is, please, just, just, we can, we can, we can stop. I lost the menu. Hold okay. on. Uh, okay, let's not go back to the menu. menu. Um, <laughs> all right, so you guys, if you want to look up anything about Dorchester, it's, it's not hard to find like a history of the place. Um, it was built as an all boys school um, by the Catholic Church in 1912. Um, the school closed in 1944 around uh, uh, due to some of the things that were going on to, uh, because of World War II, and the building was maintained by by the church uh, for you know until the mid 50s. And then at some point, part of it was converted into like a public gymnasium. And that closed in 1966. Um, and that was, and then it was reopened again as a place called, as a rec public rec recreation center called Dorchester House School. Um, and then it was uh, converted into a psychiatric hospital in 1989. Um, a private hospital. One of the big things that you find really quickly, or that becomes very apparent, is that Dorchester House, or uh, Dorchester House Psychiatric Facility, is very well regarded. Very well. It has incredible re reviews. The people, it's considered one of the best psychiatric facilities in this part of the country, maybe in the country. Um, it appears to... Uh, it, typically has, you know, staff and doctors of renown. Um, and specifically, you find that it currently has, that the current head is a feller name, uh, Dr. Richard Dallin. And this was the, your contact that you were given by Agent Exeter. You were told that this contact is a Delta Green friendly. Um, but you see that Dr. Dallin is a expert in the field of PTSD, especially uh, military service PTSD and uh, combat PTSD. Cool. And he's a friendly, uh, so he's like uh, privy to like supernatural stuff, but he's never actually gone on a Delta Green mission. He's not an agent. So the term Delta Green friendly, and you guys would all know this as agents, um, friendlies are typically people who do not have a super good grasp on the unnatural. They understand that there is an organization that is doing something important um, and they serve it. How much or how little they know about the nature of the unnatural kind of depends. Delta Green doesn't typically let those people be with lots of unnatural knowledge, just be friendlies. They typically try to recruit them to the conspiracy if they have a lot of knowledge of the unnatural or an awareness of it, just to kind of keep them close, you know? So, um, remind me, I don't know if I'm just making this up completely, but we were, when we were in the night floors, we met two random people 
one of which was a patient. Was he a patient in the Dorchester house? It's funny you yeah. say that. Yes, you ran into uh, while a while you were of in them. there. Yeah, it was a group of people who were, um, amongst them, there were two coherent-ish people uh, who spoke to you. And one of them, I believe it was a man named Ed Wist, uh, was the one you had talked to. He was the one who told you that he could, uh, could get you out of this place. He told you that he was... When you asked him, well, where are we right now? He said, I don't know the address. We're in Boston. And I believe that the name Dorchester was mentioned. That was the only guy we talked to, though, for extended... You did talk, you did talk to another guy. <laughs> you talked to Wist, and I believe you talked to a man named Timothy Bale. I don't remember Timothy Bale. What did he have to say? Anything relevant? Tim didn't really say anything interesting. He was the one who was convinced that he was dreaming. Yeah, okay. And we also found out that the Dorchester house was built by Darabondi at some point, right? Right. I don't think so. Uh, well, I think me... I, I might have just been pushing that theory, but I'm pretty sure it was all but confirmed. Let me get on my Apple iPhone and do a little research. Yeah, that seems fair to look that up. Uh, give me some type of role then, if you want to, if you want to try to do like a deep dive into the history of the building and whatnot. So I got the Arby's menu pulled up. Right, can you give me a classic French dip and Swiss? I'll have a number two, and for our friend back here, two sprites. <laughs> yes, and and Benedict is busy trying to Siri, Siri, hello, Siri, Siri, are you there? Hello, Siri, who made the psychiatric facility in Norwood Street in Boston? I'm sorry, uh, I don't understand South Africans. I'm sorry, I don't understand your question. <laughs> I don't understand South Africans. <laughs> John, oh, we're about to um, get the Apple endorsement, and you just ruined it. It just ruined it. So you find... Did, well, what, did, you, did you roll something? I'm going to roll a what, search. What, uh, search? Is that what we're rolling? Yeah. Success. I guess, like on the, like an internet search. Internet right. search. Oh, you got a 30 and a 31. So yeah, those are both pretty close. The, what you find is that you don't find anyone's particular name on, as a designer of the building. Um, you can see that Again, that it was owned by the um, it was owned by the Boston Archdiocese, which is the the Boston, you know, like I don't know what you call them, like sector of the Catholic Church. Um, but it doesn't make mention of a specific kind of a specific designer. Okay. Well, maybe we just maybe we should just head on to the Dorchester House and. Uh talk to this Richard Dallin fella maybe when we're there we can take a peep at the architecture maybe it'll be similar to old Darabondi's other structures hey Hank how's that number two treating you mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is, he's so engrossed he can't even just, he can't even bother to actually open his mouth and speak alright so 
Um, once you guys have downed, you know, enough roast beef to feed a small African village, um, like, what are you, what are you going to be doing? I think we just said straight to the Dorchester house, right? Right. Yep. Maybe we should call Dallin. Nah, let's just show up. He's the oh, director. He's got to be there, right? I'm sure he'll be there. He, he knows we're coming. I'm sure of it. Yeah, he was. You got. He was told that you guys are coming. So you don't. You don't think Even that'll be. Not. That'll be a problem. And we we got some wheels, right? Yeah, I think we had said that you guys had a. You know, Brad's a fine. rental car. A Stingray Corvette, '69 Stingray Corvette. Ooh. Is that what we had? We what if uh, we had no. a Mini Cooper, like in Warren? <laughs> it's one of the two. It's got to be. What is with you guys today? <laughs> I don't think it'll fit us. No, you're, to you're, live you're out all... our fantasy of being FBI and people you, that like. You guys Arby's. are all slammed into a Mini Cooper uh, with all of your gear, and like in the tiny little hatchback area in the bag is all the shotguns and the kidnap bag and everything that you got. Yes. Like, if you have to. If you have to roll someone, like man, they're gonna be cramped back there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, are we going to Dorchester then? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, the facility is in the Clam Point neighborhood of Austin. Of, of Austin, jeez, that's that's a different place. Of Boston, um, right next to a place called the uh, Dorchester Shore Reservation, uh, which is a, a dog park. Um, it's like a the building is, you know, it being kind of built at this turn of century time, it's got these big wrought iron fences and like, you know, some kind of like gothic-esque gargoyles. You know, you, you look at it and it feels like a kind of place that you're like, you're like, ah, it kind of looks like something the Catholic Church would have built about 100 years ago. Um, it's a three-story building. And it's kind of like an E shape uh, with it from what you understand or like from what you look as you're looking up, it looks like, you know, it's patient rooms all the way up. Um, as you get there, um, you come to the front gate and there's a small guard shack and there is a, a guard there. Um, and he, you know, as you roll up, he steps out of the guard shack. It's a fairly nice day, you know, uh, and we'll say it's like, that you guys are probably here on, because you guys met with him at 8 p.m. on, you guys met with Exeter at 8 p.m. on 1 September, so it's 2 September now. And we'll say it's like, what time do you guys think you would have rolled over there? I mean, how early did you eat at Arby's, I guess is the real question. Well, let's see, what time does Arby's yeah. open? 11 a.m. Just get there at 11 a.m. We're moving this along. <laughs> you guys get there at 11. All right. And, um, and yeah, and there's a guard. He just, you know, holds up his hand and he asks you, he's, as you guys drive up, he asks you if, uh, if he could help you. Who's driving? It seems like, isn't Hank usually the driver? Yeah. We'll say I'm driving. Can he legally drive now that he's 98 years old? <laughs> yeah, when when do they take your license? They'll never take Hanks. <laughs> uh, 
So what was the question? Sorry. Basically, you know, you get to the front and the guard wants to know, you know, how he can help you. Um. Hello, sir. We're here to see a Dr. Richard. Uh, he says, he says, Dr. You're here for Dr. Dallin. Oh, yes, yes. And he, um, he, he goes back to the, uh, he goes to the guard shack. He takes, you know, phone off. He, he speaks for just a second. He comes back and says, says uh, yes, gentlemen, uh, Dr. Dallin is expecting you. Uh, go right on up and just park right in front of the big front doors there. And uh, he goes back in and he hits a button and the big wrought iron gates swing open. And he gives you a quick wave as you guys pull up the big gravel like kind of driveway. Um, it goes up in front of this huge gothic structure in front of these big imposing front steps with these two, you know, big twin doors. And that, and you see uh, in, like, etched in the stone over the top of the um, doors is Dorchester, you know, flanked on each side by, again, these kind of, like, gothic-esque, you know, like, angel, gargoyle kind of things. Arkham uh, Asylum vibes. Yeah, should we go into the lobby? I reckon so. Uh, I don't... Yeah, let's just go inside. If they'll uh, allow us in through the front door and talk to the receptionist. Yeah. Um, you get in and... say, let me switch back over here to the gameplay screen. You guys get back in. And or as you guys come in, you are greeted by this woman. Let me allow you guys all to control her image. Uh, you are met by an orderly. Uh, she's standing at the front desk. Uh, her name is Gail Hurston. Uh, Gail greets you and is like, you know, hi. Um, were you were you the ones that uh that just called uh that are here to see Doctor Dallin? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Just great, great. Doctor Dallin, he's been expecting you. Hi, I'm Gail. You know, and she she shakes all your hands over the counter, and as you enter into the front lobby area, there's you know this big desk kind of in the front, and behind it are some fairly beefy like metal lockers, like not like. Um, not like what you'd expect of a high school. You know, they're lockers to, like, you'd expect it, uh, like, to lock things away in. Uh, for any of you who are in law enforcement, like Hank, Hank has seen these a hundred times when he's gone into, like, a jail or something. It's typically where they take your valuables and your weapons and stuff. Um, she tells you that uh, she will take you to Dr. Dallin. Uh, but just first, you need to surrender your firearms and other weapons so she can lock them up because it's unsafe to have them in the hospital in case, you know, the patients get them from you. Be pretty so normally, I would, I would, normally, I would, uh, yeah, that seems, but let's just hand them over. Let's not yep. go through the whole charade. All right. Okay. Here you go, Gail. Careful, I don't never turn my safety on. It's just, <laughs> it's just ready to go. 
<laughs> yeah, dude, it's spicy Benji. He's unhinged. He's seen too much shit. Yeah. We pull well, yeah. out our large pistols about as big as your forearm. <laughs> Take this to go up in Mumbai about 15 years ago. I call her <laughs> Doodlebug. <laughs> All right. Uh, I imagine Benedict, like Benedict is going to try and hold on to a stun gun. Okay. All right. Um, so go ahead and make me probably a stealth roll, I'd say. Uh, I'm going to use my juice. What does my juice get me? You're going to do your juice? I get my juice plus 40% juice. Is it plus 40 or is it plus 20? I'd say 40. I checked the. I didn't check the rules, but I have the confidence that it's plus 40. You sound the, very the, confident. He sounds very confident I, about the juice being plus be. forty, but I, I, you know, I really feel like it's plus twenty though. That's, well, mom um, was forty-two. Fine. You said that last time, Joe. And did I? I? Mine. Yeah. Okay. It's mostly irrelevant because I got ninety-seven over thirty-two. So nice. Fails. Okay. Begrudgingly says, "Oh, ma'am, this is um, this is well, this is my hold on, new hold phone." On, that's that's not how this works. That's not how this works, oh. you see, because if you want to do, if you want to hide something from her, you have to, um, there's actually a, what is it, a, ah, there's a, a competition role that you have to roll. So I oh, need right. to roll for her oh. to see if her uh, alertness. Let's see it worse than 97. Let's see. Well, it would be what, 77 I, if you use your yeah. juice, right? All right. So, I think, let's just roll and see what happens. I think the only way you succeed is if she critically fails. All right. Um, basically, she still sees that you have it, unfortunately. So, uh, and she's, you know, she's like, you know, go ahead and put in the locker, you know, and she gives you each a little key that you lock the locker with and take with you. So the last thing she gives you, she gives you each a a blue key card. Um, she writes your name on it with a marker and gives that to you. And she lets you know that that will um, that will open emergency doors and like the common doors that are locked that staff need to move through that you might need to move through while you're here in the facility. But they will not open secure areas. But they're for you, you know, in case you get separated, you know, from staff or whatnot. All Damn, right. we should have took those guns. This is sounding... Why? <laughs> we'll, we'll come back. <laughs> well, hearing you describe so that, doesn't sound, sound like we're going to be here a while. It's a locked facility. Is this it's a uh, line of sight? The doors are you know, all over the place. Do you want okay, to pull some, some, shenanigans some shenanigans to try to... Uh, to try to, like, get your guns back? Man, Brad, now you got me worried. This is sounded maybe come back around. This is sounded right? like a, back a dungeon if it was D and D. I don't I don't know what would give you that impression. I'm I'm gonna be frank. Yeah. So is it in her line of sight if we come back to the lockers and just take our stuff later? Well, right now she wants to take you to Doctor Dallin's office, and it kind of seems like she works the front desk, and the lockers are directly so behind the front desk. 
I'm not saying it's impossible. Nothing's impossible. Listen, they're, they're not going to lock Except us in past the front desk. Is what I guess I want to make sure. Like, we can come back to the front area, and it's not, like, locked behind, like, you know, a security door or something. You have the keys to get in and out of the of the patient areas, is what it sounds yeah. like. Okay. We'll just run back. We can come back. Yeah. All right. Um, she walks you into through a secure door that goes back into the um, the administrative wing. The she explains to you that the facility that on the top floor of that basically it's like the most acute patients, the patients who are the most disturbed or the most affected, are on the top floor. They're on the third floor, and the way that it works is that as patients get better and they improve that they kind of that they literally move down closer to the ground floor um so at the top you have the most secure floor with which is the most regimented floor as well with patients who are you know the most confused or the most disturbed the second floor is where most people tend to spend a lot of their time in the facility um rather than on the and then in the first floor the first floor is where they have the most freedom they have the most access to, you know, different things like uh, like cell phones and television and things like that. And as you get down to the first floor where the administrative wing is, that those are the patients who are typically kind of on the way to, like, being released kind of soon. Cool. Uh, and this also houses the administrative wing. She takes you into... Uh, into the administrative wing through a one of those doors. She takes her own key card that she has, swipes it, and brings you all in to a very like like a very big, prestigious looking office. Um, you know, books lining the walls and this big, big oak desk in the middle of it. And uh, about the time, I mean, you guys have about ten seconds in here to kind of peek around when Doctor Dallin walks through the door uh and then let me also give you dr dallin's picture Where are you? okay there he is okay so here is dr dallin as well um, he gets in, and he is—he's uh, well dressed. He looks like a very professional hospital administrator type. Um, he is—you know—he's—he's he's very he's like clean shaven. He looks to be older. Looks to be in his like late fifties, you know, early sixties. Uh, thin rimmed glasses. You know, his beard and hair are all starting to white. Uh, and he's—he's he's a very calming presence. He kind of reminds you of a someone you would think of as like a psychiatrist, you know, he's very, very slow spoken. And he, uh, he welcomes you all. He's like, Oh, uh, I believe, uh, and he dismisses Gail, Gail. I, I've got this. Uh, welcome. Um, agents. I, uh, believe our, um, our mutual acquaintance, uh, told me you were coming. And please, please sit, sit. And oh. he directs you to some chairs there's like in the corner of the office, there's, you know, he has this big desk 
with some chairs in front of the desk, and then in the corner, there's some, like, a, a kind of area for people to sit and talk, and like, with a small coffee table, and he it's like, please, please sit, sit. Oh, thank you, uh, Richard. Can I call you Richard? Of, of course, of course. Uh, I'm don't, call me, don't call me Dick, right? <laughs> Damn it. Oh, man. You knew where I was going. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm Hank, uh, and these are my... Uh, Associates, uh, are you just gonna give them your real names? <laughs> you do you, yeah, I think sure. so. Okay, we're past the pretense, <laughs> unless, unless we want to go Hank Benedict and uh, Agent Meacha. <laughs> and Agent Meacha, <laughs> well, I'll say that this my name's Hank, uh, this is my uh, co workers, uh, Benedict and Agent Meacha. As, it, As well, in you pleased. do. Yes. Uh, oh, oh, it, pleased to meet you. Yeah. I get it. I get well, it. It's that, uh, that hasn't changed in twenty years. Maybe twenty years later. Yeah. Oh, it always okay. lightens the mood a little bit. We'd like to do that little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> awkward. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think we've been briefed with uh, what's happened. Um, has the area been secured? Uh, is the message still there on the wall? Uh, no, the message has been um, cleaned. We photographed it. Um, I photographed it. I wanted to make sure that we had some record of it. But we... You understand these kind of things are very troubling for some already pretty troubled people. And so we want to remove that kind of stimulus as soon as possible to kind of maintain order here. I got a question oh. for you, uh, Richard. Yes, yes. Uh, this this mural of sorts, did it happen to be on the third floor with all the crazies? Um, uh, yes, yes, that yeah, is I where... I figured about um, as much. Uh, yeah, well, it's, they're not cr crazies, I don't know, is... You know, we don't the, use that term. Uh, yeah. The term. Yeah. Uh, do you know uh, which one of the crazies, as you say, uh, wrote this down? I'm also going to. Um, <laughs> I'm going to tell was... you that Benedict is also a little has become a bit hard of hearing. So we're going <laughs> to get some of those coming in. Interesting. Just, just in this time, yeah. Uh, hold on, let me let me pull that up. My bad, I didn't have that right here. Um, he says that it was in uh, Al Diasius' room. Al, could you spell that for me? Yeah. Uh, it's actually on one of the handouts that's on the screen for you in roll twenty. Uh, the one that has three names on it. It is a D I A S S A. this handout I see okay you are seeing the uh, handout is it top left I'm sorry it's not a handout it's one of the uh, one of the assets on the board yeah top left that was one of the guys in there yeah it's yeah. one of the three missing agents <laughs> and uh Richard they were all roommates if I understand correctly 
No, uh, no, no, no. The these three particular rooms were um, well. The the patients were uh, were all three sedated and under uh, they were under chemical and physical restraint in their rooms um, around. Uh, well, on on the twenty eighth. So there the, was. Uh, oh, sorry. Yes, on the 28th, the first disappearance was around, was first noticed during rounds that the orderlies do at about 8, 11 p.m. Um, the, the patients were, the last time the patients were seen was between 6 and 6.30 when they were restrained. Um, these were three particularly troubled individuals and, um... Though in this modern era of psychiatry, it is certainly not the kind of thing that I try to make a habit of here at Dorchester. But sometimes it is necessary for the safety of the individual patients and for the other patients to restrain them in this way, especially, you know, during the lights out period. Yes, uh, uh, so there was an incident earlier that they had to be restrained for. What what happened specifically? Well, these three patients in particular are are typically some of our more violent ones. Um, is this is not uncommon for them, unfortunately. Um, and like I said, for their own safety, I I understand that our mutual acquaintance that your organization deals with some especially troubling content. And he says that with a very knowing look in his eye. He like raises his eyebrows. Says, I've seen many of your peers in my time here. Um, and they are often quite broken for a long time, uh, this facility has served your organization well my entire tenure. Yes, uh, you are correct in, in saying this, uh, but for these three individuals, was there anything particularly different uh, than the uh, past uh no, no, nothing, nothing new had happened. Um, I, I have the I have the patient files here. If you, I have them, I have them here on my desk. And he gets up and brings them to you. Um, and yeah, I'd love to them. take a gander at those, but I'm more interested if you got any video surveillance. Uh, yes, the nothing is. We do have surveillance of the corridors, not of the individual rooms, um, for privacy issues, but, um, but we do have surveillance in the corridors, but there were, there was nothing noticed, no breaches in the doors. And in fact, all of the patient doors on that unit have to be opened with key cards by the staff, no breaches, no sign of entry, no logged uh, opening or closing of the doors, um, I, it's it's quite 
it's quite alarming, gentlemen. And and he kind of he looks at you each hard for a minute. He says, "I've heard some of the things that your cohort has said when they come here. And I'm a man of science. I know that I'm here to what I'm here to do, and I know how I serve your organization. But it's." It's especially bothersome. I'm sure you know more about it than I do, and I don't want to know any more about it. I'm I'm a little on edge myself here, and so is some of the staff. It, as troubling well, as it might be, uh, we would like to hear some of what these individuals said to you or to the behavior specialist. Uh, it could help and, us with uh, the When case. did you notice... When did you notice they went missing? How how did what time did you notice they were missing? Like I said, like around eleven o'clock, a little around eight eight o'clock, a little around eight o'clock. Uh, at eight eleven, he's like looking at a clipboard uh, with the he says these are the rounds that the orderlies have. He says one of the orderlies looked in to the room, and the first thing they noticed was the uh, mural, this poem on the wall. And yeah, it was on the twenty eighth, correct. Correct, yes. What month is it? Yeah, did... It's right now. It's, yeah. Uh, it's September. September, all right. <laughs> it's September. He's a, on, on that note, he's a little bit on edge. Um, you got room for one nature, more track? I'm crazy. <laughs> we may, he can, like, takes him aside and says, we may actually need to uh, take you up on that if there are any spaces. Uh <laughs> Well, we we just Given had three open of... up. Actually, that's uh... a <laughs> <laughs> very convenient. Three Given recent. The nature of these these uh, interactions. Would you be able to talk to Gail for us? We I do think we might need to keep our uh, personal protection devices on us. Uh, oh, oh no, no, no! I, gentlemen, I am. Don't trust me. That, must understand, Richard. I understand that there are that even that the three of you, even compared with all of the staff we have, could be fairly easily overrun by the number of patients if they banded together for some bizarre reason, especially if they knew you had some type of weapon. I don't think the milieu is currently like that. I don't think there's anything like that going on, but that's the danger. That's why we don't allow anyone to take weapons in. It's just, it's too dangerous, I'm afraid. I I understand your organization takes security very seriously. Um, but so do I, as the head of this facility. Some of these okay. people, if given the opportunity to get a, a weapon, I don't think they would hurt you, is what I'm saying. I think they would hurt themselves. Oh, uh, that changes things. Um... Has this ever happened before? Have you ever had any other cases of patients mysteriously of, going missing? Of three patients disappearing from their rooms with no entrance or exit, leaving only the restraints that they were bound with? No. No, I, I this I'm I have to say this is this, this a, is a first even, time. I detect a even, hint of sass there, Richard. I I I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, that's I'm sorry, gentlemen. I just we're not I am judging you, Richard. Uh, we're not 
judging you on what happened. We understand you've done everything you could, but even before your time here, has anything like this ever occurred in the records? I I don't think so. I could dig and see, um, but I mean, most of what was here before, I mean, you. This place changed hands a few times. It started out as a boys' school. Um, I don't know if any of those records exist. I'd have to reach out to the to the Catholic Church, and I don't know if they maintain anything that happened here, um, or if they would share it, for that matter. All right. Um, yeah, we're probably not going to find anything like that. Uh, uh, hey, look, brother. Uh, you think you can hook us up with one of them all-access key cards? We're going to do some poking around. Um, what I can do is I can actually, I can have one of the staff give you a tour, um, and they can show you into all the areas that you need, uh, but you will need to be, um, chaperoned by a staff member. I mean, you know, it's just for security purposes. I'm sure you understand, you know, this is a hospital and, uh, they'd be more happy to show you every inch of this place. And I'm sure you understand that there's some... Due to the nature of our organization, there are some things that outsiders would be best off not seeing. Privacy would be valued. I... If that comes up, then feel free to come get me personally and we will deal with it together. I understand. I don't come want... up, brother. Why do you think we're here? People don't just disappear into thin air like that. There is something going on of that, I can guarantee you. My crazy senses are tingling. <laughs> well, I, I would hate to question your, your crazy senses. <laughs> um, There's some kind I, of persuade role I can make? or Yeah, you know, actually, this probably would be a good use of that. If you want to try to convince you, so what are you what are you trying to get from him exactly? An all access key card, so we can go wherever in the building. Okay. Um, yeah, go ahead and give me give me that roll. We got a forty three in persuade, so let's see what happens. Success. Wait, hold on. Failure. Fifty one over forty three. He he tells you says, listen, I. Uh, I can get my head nurse to take you around and show you the place, show you the rooms, show you the entirety. I mean, everything you want to see, every nook, every cranny, um, every, you know, the even like the medication rooms and stuff. They just, they, she needs to be with you. If something comes up and you're concerned that it is something pertaining to your organization, then by all means, come, come, come get me and I will, I will help you. Is this like a legal liability thing, Richard? Are we just are we back, back in American bullshit territory? Can we just not be practical? I'm, yes, sir. It is part of it. Is the legal liability? I mean, whenever you guys are done doing what it is you do, I'm still running a psychiatric hospital. I still have patients that have to that. be taken care of and their rights respected. I understand that, Richard, but you need to understand that you're trying... To, we've just met... I've just met you, and you're making my job very difficult. We're he, trying to help, sir. He pinches the bridge of his nose between his eyes in a, a demonstrative sign of stress. Is this, 
Is this calming demeanor still there? It's Is still there, but he's ago? he's you can see the cracks. He says, he says, gentlemen, I am afraid I am at my last I like I am I am on my last leg for <laughs> you say you have a job to do. I have a job to do. I just lost three patients. I just lost three patients that I have to account for. And if God forbid if you don't find them. What could happen to this entire facility? What do you think happens to our patients on the third floor if this facility is shut down by the state? Do you think uh, they you to go to a new something? facility? No, they'll most likely end up on the streets. Oh. Well, Richard, it sounds like you're just convincing me that we need to do our job as best as possible, and you need to help us with our job as best as possible, regardless of access control legal liabilities. And I'm also going to throw in a persuade down there. All right, take a take a negative twenty because Benji's already failed once. Fine. If he makes this as meant to be. Ah, oh, fail with the negative twenty sixty over fifty one. Well, uh, Richard, we do appreciate everything you've done with us, and I think uh, we'll go carry it I on. <laughs> Except for Benedict. Uh, <laughs> Under uh, my breath. Oh, I'm not fucking. <laughs> <laughs> he is hard but, uh, hearing. What exactly has this <laughs> fucking done for us so far? Pulling me out, we, yeah. I'm happy in New York, goddammit. <laughs> you have assured us that we can come and get you if we have need to be private, look at something privately without the uh, staff. And you've given me the files of the three individuals, and we can access the camera, security camera of the hallways. Uh, the last thing before we leave... Um, what are the names of the individuals we saw on the night floors? Uh, Ed oh, Wist and yeah. I forgot the other one. Uh, uh, Thomas Bale. Would you happen to have an Ed Wist or a Thomas Bale in the facility or have ever been admitted to this uh, psychiatric facility? He kind of, he kind of, you know, he kind of pulls his head back. He's like, how do you know those names? Wow. Oh. This is... Well, so uh, that's uh, you don't want to know. I thought you said you did not want to know. No, this... you're you're right. Um, uh, yes, yes. Um, Mr. Whist and uh, Mr. Bale are both currently patients here at Dorchester. I. Oh. Please do not tell me that they are mixed up in this. We may need but... to speak to them. And will these, and he like flicks up his tan colored access card, will these shitty access cards get us there? Uh, yes, uh, you will, you will be able to, to meet both of them. Uh, uh, yes, absolutely. Molly, do we want to meet with them privately with Richard or with the staff? No. Present. No, by themselves, the... I think. We don't have that option. We have to have Richard yeah. present. Richard, could you relax the rules on this? Or is this just a non-negotiable? I... I don't... What do you mean? You wanna, we you need to speak to, to these them? men in private. Um... I mean, that could be... A, I mean, that could be arranged. I... Yes, we can, we can do that. We can have... Uh, I can have my head nurse arrange for you to meet in one of the treatment rooms with them 
in, in private. That would be excellent. Thank you, Richard. Um, what do y'all say about we look at their records while simultaneously looking at the film of the hallway? Uh, you know, after this uh, staff member gives us whatever the tour is, and then we meet with them. Yeah. Yep. Maybe we could set up like a a headquarters, like in an empty room or something. Yeah. Uh, Richard, yeah. we're gonna go. We're gonna have your staff member give us a tour, and we're gonna look over these uh, documents and the film. And in the meantime, would you uh, please be able to set up this room for us to talk with the two uh, patients that are already here, and do a little bit of digging yourself as to if this ever happened in the past, beyond your uh, stay here? I will. Um. Yes. I when when. I'll call for uh, I'll call for my head nurse now. I'll call for uh, her name's Esther. Um, I will I'll call her now, and I will. And he kind of like looks over at this big bookshelf. He's got I, I don't know if maybe I have something about this place before, or if not, maybe I could request it from. I, I don't know. I'll I'll look, and I'll see what I have. But but yes, you should be able to to speak with the patients. Thank you, Richard. Um, could, it is... we, could we get the files for Thomas and Ed, please? Just if you have them on hand. Oh, um... Uh, and now, now, Benedict does the same. Oh, Richard. I... Pinches the... Now, Richard. I understand everything we've been asking, but you're seriously not going to be able to give us the files of these patients there? We have, on good authority, this could be tied up with the missing uh, three. We wouldn't uh, mention such specific names, Richard. You must understand. Yes, I, I I know. I'm I'm more worried for them and the fact that you even know who they are. I'm just, I, oh, I'll Richard, get you there. I'll get you their files. Thank you. Thank you. Kyle. One more thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can Benji see where the doctor's key card is on his person. Uh, he is wearing a lanyard around his neck that is tucked into like a shirt pocket. He's wearing a jacket, like a like a suit. Okay. And okay. the shirt pocket, the breast pocket, the lanyard is hanging down from his neck and is tucked in the shirt pocket. Slide oh. of hand. <laughs> Should uh You could try. Although he's going to notice, I don't know. Well, the second he tries to go through a door, he's going to notice he doesn't have that anymore. <laughs> What's he going to hey, do, we'll, search me? We'll figure out what to do when that comes up. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Benji's I like, want to oh, play wow, Benji Lord. crazier, but I can't play him too unhinged. <laughs> right, How crazy right. is crazy? I want to do a quick glance of, as we're leaving his uh, his office, just to see if there's any, like, Anything I could surmise about his like character more so, like a mm -mm. is there is there such thing as like a quick search, just kind of like eyeing? I guess I human. would. I guess you just say like um, probably just like an alertness. I guess like that's like yeah. a quick. Yeah, I think um, that's not really the perfect use of alertness, but mm. does he have a I collection pretty... of glass cats? Blown glass cats. 
Let a know complete fumble, a hundred percent. Oh my god! <laughs> you uh, you get something in your eye. Um, Yikes! <laughs> um, all right. So he calls for he picks up the phone, and he calls for his uh. He makes a quick call and he says, "Uh, uh, uh Gail, uh, could you could you get Esther? Could you ask Esther to to come here, please? Thank you." Um, and it's not too long until you see this lady here. And her name is, uh, she is head nurse Esther Semagina. Is it Semagina or Semagina? I don't see is the, the uh, Soft G. It's a soft G? Okay. Um, she comes in and she's like, just, just welcome, gentlemen. Oh, you know, it's I'm uh, uh, Dr. Dallin said that we might be receiving uh, visitors who are looking into the, the disappearance of these poor patients. I'm, I'm so I'm so glad that we have professionals here I'm, where the staff is all very worried. Oh, uh, I'm sure we'll get to the bottom of this uh, before the day is over with. Uh... I'm Hank. This is my uh, associate, Benedict, and this is Agent Mitcha. All together, and Benji, like, as in, what is he's, he's the Mitcha. Uh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> oh, I, I, I get it. It's a. I get it. It's a. It's a. Yes. Is that I really that your name? A, yeah, we're gonna get on just fine. Me and you, Esther. I hope that we're lightened a the mood a little Richard. bit. That's something we like to do. Yes. Um. So, so yes. Uh, doctor and Doctor Dallin tells her that you know you she's to take you guys around and specifically mention she says uh, they would they they might need to speak with um with Mister Bale and uh, Mister Whist on the third floor in private. Yes. You know, and she you know she kind of looks at you know Doctor uh, she kind of looks at Doctor Dallin a little you know kind of gives him a bit of an eyebrow just. Yes, I, I think we can. Uh, I think we can arrange that. Um, you know, d depending on uh, assuming that, you know, assuming that Timothy and, and Ed are feeling up to it today, there should be no problem. Can I start? So, I guess when should I start perusing these files? Can I do that as I'm walking, or it's gonna be hard no, to really get into the, them while you're literally Esther, walking around. My darling. Would you do you have a waiting room or something that we can use just to pour over these notes very quickly? Oh yes, I mean there's a there's an office over here. Um, we have some. Oh, and there's a filing room, I, I guess, or something. You know, there's there's oh, there's a space. I there's a space for you guys to, uh, for you guys to use. Now, how about that I security footage? Room. Any chance you could get your hands on that security footage from the twenty eighth? The well, the security room is upstairs on the third floor. Um, that's where oh, God. Security, that's where Seems the security like a, personnel is, a, you know, stationed because it's the most um, acute floor. Do we want to split up? Hell <laughs> <laughs> no. Emphatic oh, no. no. <laughs> that is one thing that has not changed in 20 years. Never. <laughs> I think it would be fun. Oh, man. Okay. Esther, you, you don't need to set up that office. Could you? We slot 
pots and chairs into that filing room. I'm I'm a journalist and I'm quite comfortable around papers. So you can just set us up in that filing room. <laughs> what a weird thing to say. Okay, yeah, of course. I don't know if you heard him, but he's a journalist. Oh, I'm oh. a journalist. Did he make yeah. that clear? Similarly, I am a musician, so I'm quite comfortable around guitars and the like, you see, instruments, one might say. Well, there are no guitars here, Benji. I feel very uncomfortable, I gotta say. (laughs) And I'm a U.S. Marshal. (laughs) As you you make, like, a strongman pose. Are we, like, are they competing for her attention and her approval? (laughs) Yeah, it's a little weird. (laughs) Um, Do you get me a guitar, Esther? I might play a tune for you. Real I I think one. we've got a lot, you know. If you if you if gentlemen, if you want to see this place, you know, today <laughs> we need to get you get you going. I think we could just let's settle in that filing room to start. Uh, Benedict has some ulterior motives, so can we get to the filing room? Uh, I would say, yeah, she she'll take you to a a room that looks like they're probably like digitizing files in here. Uh, you know, it's 2015, okay. so there is, you know, there's there's a lot of people doing a lot of scanning of things and trying to give them onto electronic records. Oh God, are there people in this room? I will say no. She says See, we have some uh, we have some temp people, you know, who come come through about uh, who are here two days a week to uh, you know to scan things in. Uh, but they're they're not here today. Well, Esther, do you mind if we just camp out here today? Can we just? We can't expect anybody to come in, can we? We just, we need to discuss, and we've got a lot of important investigative work to do. It would be good to focus, to have a space to focus. Your, vo- your audio is you know No, no. Oh, My bad. Um, if you want yeah. to, uh, if you want to do a tour i mean we kind of need to do that now uh i would you know i'd love for you to have this area that's fine but uh, sooner rather than later i think unless okay, you, you unless you just, just want us... me to come back in a few hours or just come back in an hour we just want to pour over these notes and then we'll take you up on that tour okay well i i'm gonna i'm just gonna i just gotta do some rounds i gotta check on some of my nurses and i will be back and we she love you and she, yeah. I love you. Uh, and she leaves you. <laughs> so we'll Benedict just be looks right at the right others. in here. <laughs> <laughs> right as he makes his muscle, his like muscle man stance and points yes, over I still, here. I still got it. So Benedict <laughs> is super shifty, and he wants to start. He wants to look at the guys. Like, okay, we have. This is the mother load. I don't think you understand what I've done for us. We have all the information on anyone right here in this room. You guys start reading that, and Benedict's going to start rifling through the files. Is this actually the file room? This is a file storage room where there's big cardboard boxes full of patient files. They go back to, like, 1987. Um, And there are hundreds of and hundreds of them i will go ahead and tell you i'm just gonna go ahead and i'm gonna i'm gonna stop this train and its tracks (laughs) i'm gonna tell you there is nothing madness play out i'm gonna tell you there's nothing from the last three years in this room this appears to be like overflow storage of old files king of your own little fiefdom 
I can't. Did she really say that? That sounds like a dace phrase. Well, let's have her on. We, you can ask her yourself. I invited her on to uh, come in and guest. We'll have a guest spot yeah. for Dace's mom, and she, she can talk it down shit super about hard. But we'll keep chipping um, away at her. All right, good. Uh, cool. Let's y'all want so to get to anything... looking at these files or no? Yeah, I think we need to look over the files. I wanted a, a, a space to regroup and chat and then also see if there was any bonus material we could come out of, but uh, yeah. that's been shot down. Uh, looking at our timeline, this is about the halfway point. Yeah, cool. you know what, you're right. Um, this is probably a good place to go ahead and stop. So you guys have gotten into the Dorchester house and you're kind of right here on the cusp of probably... Can, can we probably read these like, files quick? Get some get some quick context on Tim and Ed. on the missing patients. Yeah, no, we don't really care about them. But, More about okay. Tim and Ed, to be honest. Benedict doesn't care about the missing patients. He cares about his friends that he met way back. Fair. Which All right, I'm going to say intriguing. that you missing people or people you saw twenty years ago who are there right now who were in this facility. Like for Benedict, hey. it's clear. That's uh, it's not, it's not a, not a, not a bad call. Um, it is a better story. It is a. <laughs> you see, so you open Ed, Ed Miller Wist. You open his um his file. It says that he's currently on the third floor, which would mean that he's one of the more acute patients. Um. You the first thing that you see when you open it up is you see a court order. Um, marked by the Department of Justice of California, uh, which is apparently holding Ed here against his will. Um, everyone roll me a quick intelligence check. Just a straight-up intelligence. There's nothing we could use skill-based for this. Success. Success, critical, critical success. success from All Angie successes, and, and Benji has a critical. 33 under 75. You guys are reading this, and you all kind of are like, you're like, wait a second, this this seems familiar. You see that he's being held here um, for, uh, that he has been deemed criminally insane. And as you look at it, you all kind of remember, wait a second, you remember few years ago you remember there being like a big news story of a guy and but benji's like no benji remembers exactly what it is he remembers that this guy at the age of 16 on his 16th birthday uh murdered his entire family by shotgun um Jesus. and it was in the public eye it was kind of called the uh <laughs> the poor little rich boy murders uh, that that this guy was just he's that he's an obscenely wealthy kind of like uh, heir to this uh, to uh, his father's you know like empire, and that he was convicted of murder, uh, but successfully was able to plead uh, guilt not guilty by reason of insanity, and that the courts moved him to an undisclosed New England facility recently uh or within the last year or so in order to kind of get him out of you know california where everyone knew who he was 
kind of thing. Yeah, and Benji will explain that and be like, Yeah, he murdered his family on his 16th oh. birthday, which was... Wait, you said there is a 16-16 thing. It was his 16th birthday. Um, and that was his family's In 2016? In 2010. Oh. It's currently oh. 2015. And there's something else that you do remember. You remember that there being like a... Like I said, this has been something that's been out of the public eye and it's not new and interesting anymore. But you do remember there being something kind of recently as well about him recently. Like, basically, even though he's in an insane asylum, but now that he's 21, that he's gained access to his entire trust fund at the age of 21. And that there was like a small article about this guy who killed his parents, killed his, you know, uh, killed his father who was the owner of this huge empire and then has now access now has access to his wealth, even though he's still in an insane asylum. You remember reading that and you're making that connection. Like, Holy shit. This is this guy. Can we do a bit of, I don't know if this is something we can recall, but how old did he look when we met him? When you met him, he looked, um, you would probably guess in his early twenties. I'm just going to go ahead and okay. drop his picture here. Yeah. I mean, that's the, from the oldest early 20s I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> he lives in a sane asylum. He's a uh, life's been rough. It's not a rough go um, of it. Doesn't get a shape. Yeah, that's weird because I don't, I wasn't particularly getting rich boy vibes from him, but yeah, he had sort of like a gruff, uh, New England or Boston accent or something, didn't he? Mm -hmm. He did, and that might have been a mistake on my part. No, <laughs> I'm gonna remember, it, and I'm hoping to hear it. Well, he tried to blend in. Make it sound um, like a pretty boy. Wow! I murdered my daddy on my 16th birthday. I murdered daddy, my daddy. I want another Ferrari. And if I, I can't get it, I'm going to kill everyone. <laughs> um. And can we talk about yeah more on Ed or do we want to go to Tim real quick? That's that's the big stuff you see on Ed. You see that he, I mean, as far as like his diagnosis and stuff, you see that he seems to have trouble remembering his time before he came to the Dorchester. Now he's having significant disruptions in his memory, um, and that he's pretty stable most of the time, but is kind of, does sometimes fly into these fits of rage. Um, so yeah, that's Ed. Um, you also see Timothy Bales. Um, let me give you let me give you Tim's Tim's picture as well. Timothy Bale is you see that he is listed as being a that he is an army veteran served two tours in Iraq. Uh, and his big things where he suffers night terrors, um, social anxiety disorder and depression, all things kind of linked to P to like severe PTSD. Um, you see that there was a, it sounds like that he was in a troop transport that was hit by an IED, killed everybody but him and injured him significantly. Uh, and then that basically came home, was not able to adjust and ended up in this place as well. So, and again, that he is fairly stable, but is kind of at the drop of a hat, kind of goes into fight or flight mode and goes into soldier mode. And that's why he's not really with people anymore. 
Sorry about the dogs. And he's on the third floor as well. Yes. Hmm. Be interesting to know if they had yet to go to the night floors or they've already been there. Yeah. Because time's so screwed up. Okay. Cool. But listen, guys, I think that's a pretty good place to stop as my dogs are starting to go absolutely fucking crazy. Um, everyone, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. And I would like to uh, give a special shout out to our uh, to our new number one fan, uh, Ellen, uh, who is really giving us a lot of really awesome insight into how we're doing things. Um, but also, uh, again, like to some of our Patreons, to Peter, Kyle, and Steven, uh, you know, who we really appreciate that support. Um, if you want to uh, hear these episodes a week early, consider going over to the Patreon and subscribing. It's only $3 a month, and you get to hear these episodes a week early. Uh, as we continue to go, we're going to build in some more stuff, so kind of stay online for that. Uh, if you want to keep up with us, hit us up over at our Reddit. We're at r slash greenboxgaming. Swing by there and uh, swing by oh. there and just like, tell us who's listening. By the way, um, you remember at one point I was telling you somebody commented on one of our things on Reddit and I was like, we should get them some flair as the first commenter. Yeah. Guess who it was? It was Steve, wasn't it? Fucking Steve. It was, it was Steve. Steve. <laughs> Actually, it said something about the infamous Steve in the mouth reply to him. And then like two weeks later, he came back and he's like, what would you say if I told you that I was this infamous I Steve? <laughs> <laughs> so we're on there. I would like to see more people comment. I've got. Yeah. Well, we recently had someone reach out from Finland, I think. Um, oh really? Said they, really? said they really liked what we we're doing, and we appreciate that. We've got some. We've got folks kind of all over. We've got a bu- we got a bunch of Finns. We got some Brits. Uh, we got folks in Chicago, New York, Denver, Atlanta. Like, you know, I can kind of see where some of the lo- or some of the downloads come from. If you like what you're hearing, uh, you like what you're seeing, tell a friend about it. You know, and like I said, come over to r slash Greenbox Gaming. Uh, that's where all, all of our updates are, and we post all the links to the podcast and whatnot. Or and keep in mind our Patreon over at Patreon slash Greenbox Gaming underscore. Uh, but that'll do it for this episode. Uh, thank you guys for being here with us and playing today. I know things are just kind of getting going, but uh, exciting. Yeah, yep, okay. diving into it. Thanks for DMing. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. GM we... and handling handling but we will see you guys next time bye peace